Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 462, Who is the Customer in Higher Education? by Dr. Jeff Cornwall of drjeffcornwall.com. And hi again, welcome to Optimal Startup Daily. My name is Dan and I am your host and narrator and I'm here every single day reading to you from some of the very best blogs on entrepreneurship that we can find. And if you have any topic requests, uh, ideas for future shows, or maybe an author you'd like to hear from, you can share those ideas with us at oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com. But for now, let's get right to our post for today as we optimize your life. Who is the Customer in Higher Education? by Dr. Jeff Cornwall of drjeffcornwall.com. Just who is the customer? This is a question that comes up in all corners of higher education. Is it the student? Is it their parents? Is it employers? Is it the community and the broader society? As an entrepreneur, this question leaves me more than a bit unsettled. After all, if I don't know who my customer is, I have no chance of success in the market. How can I deliver what the customer really wants? How do I effectively communicate to the customer what I offer? How do I strategically set prices? How can I deliver the product or service to the customer the way they want it? None of this is possible if I am not really sure who is my customer. To be fair, it's not just those in higher education who get perplexed when trying to identify the customer. It actually is a common struggle for many entrepreneurs in a variety of different industries. I spent almost a decade as an entrepreneur in the healthcare industry. I heard the same debate in that industry. Is the customer our patients? The employer who pays for the patient's healthcare? The insurance and managed care companies that decide who gets what care and how much of it they get? It can get to be very confusing for even the most experienced entrepreneur. A false choice. The real answer to the question of who is our customer is actually rather simple and at the same time incredibly complex. A customer includes those who choose our product over our competitors, pay for the product, and ultimately consume it. Sometimes this is all the same person, but often it is not. For example, think about a product as simple as children's breakfast cereal. The distributors and retailers choose whether or not to put our product into their stores. They need to be convinced that the product will move quickly off their shelves. Their business model depends on a high volume of sales and rapid inventory turnover. Certainly, the power to make the decision to put our cereal in their stores makes them a critical customer. If we can't sell to distributors and retailers, our business is quickly dead in the water. But that's only the first step in selling our cereal. Children need to want our product too. They are attracted by brightly decorated boxes, sugary ingredients, 
and toys inside the box. Children nag and beg their parents to buy it, so they are customers as well. Finally, the parents make the choice to pull our cereal off the shelf and pay for it. They are concerned about things like nutritional value and price. So just who is the customer of our cereal? They all are. To be successful in the marketplace of breakfast cereal, we need to develop and produce a product that the stores will stock, the children will want, and the parents will pay for. We need to sell to each of these customers in very different ways. In addition, we can't just choose one of them as our customer. They all have to decide they want our cereal for us to generate sales. To survive in the market, we need to address the factors that lead all of these different customers to want our cereal and communicate with them effectively to let them know we are worth their economic attention. Multiple customer segments. In the vernacular of entrepreneurship, we would describe selling cereal as a business model with multiple customer segments. Success depends on our ability to serve all of the various customer segments, not try to discern which one matters the most. The same is true about higher education. Traditional academics would prefer to focus only on the most noble definition of who we serve. Our role is to contribute to an educated and enlightened society. Others, particularly those who teach in the professional schools within universities, view their role to be one of satisfying the needs of the employers who hire our alumni. Many in university administration put their emphasis on the student as the customer. The reality is that if we do not pay attention to what attracts students to our schools, what encourages parents or students to pay for the education we deliver, and what make employers want to hire our graduates, we will not remain a viable player in the marketplace of education. We cannot put our emphasis on one segment at the exclusion of all of the others. It is incredibly challenging to balance the often conflicting wants and needs of our various customer segments. In addition, higher education has become highly competitive as universities seek to expand capacity. Many experts predict a significant failure rate of institutions of higher education over the coming decade. For example, Clay Christensen of Harvard University continues to predict that up to 50% of universities operating today will not be around by 2030 due to demographic and economic changes, decreasing demand for traditional higher education experiences, and technological innovations in alternative education delivery. To survive, universities must be able to compete The first step in being a successful competitor is clearly meeting the needs of all of your market segments, no matter how diverse and seemingly contradictory they may be. You just listened to the post titled, Who is the Customer in Higher Education? by Dr. Jeff Cornwall of drjeffcornwall.com. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. And one of the things I really love about Indeed is that it filters out those incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com startup. So just go to indeed.com startup right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com startup. 
Terms and conditions apply. And thank you to Dr. Jeff for giving us permission to narrate from his blog today and regularly here on the show. Dr. Cornwall has spent more than 40 years as a serial entrepreneur and teacher of entrepreneurs. In the 1970s, he started several small businesses and was involved in various family ventures as well. Then in the late 80s, following several years in academics, Dr. Cornwall co-founded Atlantic Behavioral Health Systems in Raleigh, North Carolina, and spent nearly a decade leading the company as president and CEO. After growing to more than 300 employees, he and his partners sold most of their healthcare holdings, and after the sale, Dr. Cornwall decided it was time to return to the classroom to share his experience and knowledge with aspiring entrepreneurs. Dr. Cornwall still remains active as an entrepreneur with the digital content venture he co-founded in 2014, Entrepreneurial Mind LLC. So plenty of experience there and lots to share with us here on the podcast. And you can come by drjeffcornwall.com to learn a lot more. But I think that's gonna do it for today. I thank you so much for subscribing and being here with me each and every day. And I will see you right back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.